0: You stay
1: slept with how many men oh lord have mercy well what's good everybody as you're chiming on in here make sure you hit the like button as we deal with the bases at hand all right this is going to be episode 81 now for those who be keeping up with my podcast you know that i like to hit upon personal topics that really deal with our self-improvement sometimes it's entertaining other times you know we're dealing with the occult and the metaphysical aspect but i always try to chime it back to what we can get out of you know, certain situations or topics or subtopics or whatever the case is, right? So for everybody who's listening, make sure you hit that like button. If you're watching on YouTube, follow me, hit the bell. If you're, you got me on Spotify, if you're listening to me right now on Apple Podcasts, whatever the case is, right? Because we're going to get into it alright the last episode that I recorded was also about Britney Renner so this is kind of like an episode 81 reboost because that last episode I kind of waited too long to even upload it and I don't really think it was my best (laughs) I might go back to the video and you know if I find some gems later on in the in the future I might use little clips and stuff like that but I don't think it was my best work if I do say so myself Getting into this video, we're going to chime on into talking about Brittany Renner because she was recently on Shannon Sharp's show and basically somewhere in the middle of the show she was talking about how many men she's been with and she claims that she has been with 35 men. I don't know why I'm putting the two up, alright? <laughs> 35 men. I've had sex with 35 guys, Okay. <laughs> Woo!
0: Oh, Lord. <laughs> Impressive isn't Woo. the word. So if I'm judged for Anybody having- Anybody else
1: need a shot at this?
0: If I'm judged for having great taste-
1: We are in the bar, so help yourself. <laughs> we got this for the next hour. Woo! That is a lot of, of, of lads, okay? But we're gonna deal with this from many different perspectives, right? Because I know some of the things that I have to say might be a bit controversial. And I say controversial because a lot of people can't grasp onto spiritual or metaphysical concepts, all right? So I wanna give you some disclaimers before we get further into the video that what I'm saying, I'm not coming off as religious. I don't want you to think that I'm trying to put a certain ideology on you or telling you what is right and what is wrong. Or telling you that how you perceive things is wrong I'm just giving you my personal perspective in a form or variation of a spiritual and occult perspective on the basis of some of the the subject matters in this video secondly I am NOT advising you to be reckless okay we're gonna be talking about promiscuity in this video we're gonna be talking about the whore archetypes we're gonna be dealing with a lot of different topics that you may have never heard from anybody ever before because I'm one-of-a-kind but I I want to go over this real quick because a lot of people come on my page and think that I'm trying to tell them to do a B and C Or that I'm promoting a B and C. I just give you perspectives okay if You know you hear from one side of the perspective or the or the spectrum to go a B and C I'm not telling you to do that. I'm actually telling you to do the opposite okay, so I just want to Emphasize that and just let you know that what I'm giving to you is knowledge information Entertainment Okay, things that you can really just sit down and marinate on and study for your own self You know, you could do your own personal research. I'm going to give you sources in this video as well And so I just want you to know that you are in good hands as you are watching this video. Okay. Oh My goodness, is that a B? Listen Anyways, I don't even know if y'all saw that. Um, Let's get on right into it, shall we? I got some notes here. We're we're going to be dealing with the Whore of Babylon. Alright, now, you may have never heard of this particular concept before. I'm just going to introduce it to you in many different perspectives. Now, if you've heard of the Whore of Babylon in terms of the, the Jezebel, the great mother of Babylon from the Book of Revelations, there is a... Um, a form of propaganda towards divine feminine entities you see this with the character jezebel in the bible and you kind of see how women are treated in the bible they are treated like property there's no other way to say it women are seen to be subservient to the man you have some women of power but those women of power are always deemed as being the femme fatale of the story They don't really hold any significance in the Bible. It's almost, you have to really look into a deep context. Or really look and decode certain things in the Bible to really see the divine feminine. You know, Shekinah is recognized as the hidden feminine face of God. You know, and that's when you study the Kabbalah. And, you know, that's a very key understanding of, you know, everything in terms of Reality everything in terms of how the world was created how the universe manifests lady wisdom, you know Sophia plays a big part in the creation of the world in the creation of how things came about Um, Jesus talks about how the Holy Spirit plays a big key in terms of being Reborn and being born again a man cannot enter into the kingdom of God unless he be born again You have to enter through the Divine Mother to reach the Father So it is the mother who is the divine mediator between God and man. When you're dealing with the whore of Babylon, it's no more than just saying the light of the world. Because when we're dealing with the word whore, it means something that contains the light, something that contains enlightenment, right? And so when a woman is a whore in a a metaphysical and a spiritual aspect, when she becomes the whore of Babylon, she is becoming the primal and spiritual ruler over what is deemed as materialistic, what is worldly, what is illusional, uh, delusional, and in things that are carnal. Right? It's like Jesus riding on the donkey into Jerusalem. So when you are the light of the world, you are within the world, but you are not of the world. And so the same thing in the key of a woman becoming the whore, the great whore of Babylon, is a woman who is Literally, you see um, the great whore riding on top of an animal or a beast. And that's literally what it's symbolizing. is a woman who have rulership and power and authority over her carnal, her primal desires. Her primal, her beast nature. So... You have to really look into the subcontext and, and, the, and the decoding and, and <laughs> the, the hidden knowledge in order for you to really see the mother. But in another aspect, it's done that way because not everybody can reach her, and not everybody is supposed to reach her. And if you can't reach the mother, you can't reach the father. This is why when you are entering into the kingdom, or, or this, you know, this metaphor, this of speech of entering into the kingdom. That's why narrow is the gate and few who go to that path because a lot of people can't even, you know, pass the first test. You tell people about the mother goddess automatically, people be like, What? I don't even know about the father god. You talking about a mother goddess? There's a mother god? Nah, I can't get with that, homie. Off rip. They're not even open to that type of information. Because they are so self absorbed, self righteous. They're so arrogant, they're not willing to even understand another perspective. They're not even willing to be open to the, to the, you know, the knowledge or just the thought or the concept of there being a feminine aspect of the divine creator. So, from a literal aspect, dealing with the whore of Babylon, if you study this from the book of Revelations, and if you hear stuff going on in the background, I always gotta t- tell this every time that I record outside, I do apologize sincerely, about certain noises and things like that, right? Because I am outside, so you are gonna you might hear some trucks pass by, people cutting lawn, whatever the case is. <laughs> but from the literal standpoint, the Whore of Babylon, you can interpret as, from the Bible, a figure of mysticism in the negative aspect, right? So they always talk about the Whore of Babylon to decode two different things. A woman who is no good, treacherous. Or representing um, a certain nation of people, a certain nation that does no good for you, has no really good intentions for you, other than to kill, steal, and destroy. All right? The paths of this nation is detrimental. They always involve themselves into things that are idolatrous and materialistic and things of that matter, right? So if you really thoroughly study the Whore of Babylon the book of Revelations they give you a very bad very biased depiction of a figure of pure destruction that's not to say that the Bible just purely describes femininity or certain traits of femininity in a negative aspect but when you deal with things from a sexual standpoint an authoritative standpoint the Bible is not going to really give you a pure representation of divine femininity especially in terms of chaos. The best you're going to get is the book of Proverbs where, you know, Solomon breaks down talking about the symbolism of Sophia and how he talks about how she was there from the beginning of the world and how, you know, her house is big and has seven pillars and things of that matter, right? And so if you've heard, you know, I always relate Lady Wisdom to the Lady the strange lady, because they are in the same occupation, all right, and we' we're, we're gonna get to that further when we talk about the great harlot and the in the harlot archetype with with Brittany Renner right because with Brittany Renner people I saw a lot of men judging her, so a lot of men judging her for who she is who she you know grew up to be um the things that she has done in the past, and I'm not you know what I'm saying made videos on Britney Renner before I'm not somebody who is a personal fan of Britney Renner. I'm not telling you to like Britney Renner. I'm not even telling you to not judge Britney Renner <laughs> or criticize her because she is a public fig- uh, figure and to be a public figure and to be somebody out there to to be a uh, a form of influence to different women, to different people, you have to also take criticism as well. So I'm not telling you to not criticize or to not judge Britney Renner, but you have women who are out and about like Britney Renner, or who have had a past like Britney Renner, maybe not even, maybe not too much like Britney Renner, but somewhere close along the lines of Britney Renner, and because of that past that they have, you won't look twice her way. You won't, as soon as you recognize her past, or as soon as she opens up to you about her past, you don't even want nothing to do with her. This, I haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> and I should have watched it, right, because this would have been a great add on to this podcast, but um one of the men that I know an occultist he told he told me to watch the movie Pretty Lady or Pretty Woman," and it's about the love union or this love relationship love story between a prostitute and this rich man, this rich businessman, and the prostitute basically enlightens and upgrades the businessman to be better to do better. And Upgrades his life because she's smart and she's good on her feet and she's good with her hands. No pun intended <laughs> And the man is conflicted because he's like I'm falling in love with a woman who is For the streets just to put it in in modern terms How can I be falling for this woman who is good on her hands good on her feet? She's sharp minded. She's combative not not in the negative, but she you know, she knows how to talk She's very articulate and He's like, how can I be fond for this woman who is for the streets? And so that's the The funny concept about love. That's also the funny concept about occultism and spirituality Because you could find your true lover your Counterpart your significant other your other half But there might be some things about that person that they have been through it could be some some things about their past that you may Have to step back and be like whoa But it's through their past, it's through the things that they have been through that made them who they are to be the person that you are attracted to. Not to condone the things that have happened to them, but it's through their testimony, it's through the tests and trials that they've been through that they become who they are. Right? And so with Brittany Renner, a lot of women, a lot of men as well, a lot of more men than women (laughs) were judging Brittany Renner because of her past and because of who she is now in the... In the present. Now, let me get back to talking about well, we 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 are gonna get back to it, right? Because I want to deal with Brittany Renner real quick because I want to get that out of the blue. We're gonna circle back around with Brittany Renner uh, so that I can give you, you know, the necessary information with Brittany Renner, right? And talking about the horror of Babylon, but Brittany Renner. I see a lot in terms of what you see in the Bible with Jesus and the adulterous woman, right? And one thing about Jesus, he loved the (laughs) hoes. I mean, we could go from Jesus and the Samaritan woman. We could go with the adulterous woman laid at at his feet. The woman with the alabaster jar, you know, Mary Magdalene. There's many, many different tales and folk tales of people saying that Mary Magdalene was Jesus' wife. And that they had children. Mary Magdalene is known, or is is talked about, to being a prostitute or a woman with seven demons. Okay, if we look at this from a metaphysical perspective, seven demons is just somebody who is really vibrating on, you know, the seven vibrational centers of their body. So she was just down low. Basically, it took that Christ energy or that transformation energy for her to become. Um, The anointed one or the holy priestess for Christ. Okay, because there's, I think there's three to four Marys in the Bible. Okay, but the three Marys represents um, the triple goddesses in the Bible, right? Um, Something that's very well known is that um, when it came to the women, the women were the last to leave the crucifixion. And they were the first to be there at the resurrection. And so this is very, very key when it concerns the Christ energy the christ consciousness because it is only through the divine feminine that you can only receive christ consciousness you know and the triple goddesses are the holy priestesses but these are these are the things you have to decode and really look into because the, the story is not going to tell you outright what's really going on that's why jesus also talks um in parables he always spoke to the masses in parables because they won't understand the information if he just tells them directly And it's going to confuse them. And in the tales that he already was saying outright as it was, already caused havoc with the Pharisees. So it wouldn't do no good for him to just directly tell them the mysteries of what he was talking about. And even with the the disciples, when he told them of the mysteries, if you study the Gnostic Gospels, a lot of people can't even grasp that. And we don't even know if if the Gnostic Gospels was, was even, you know, below surface level, you know. Was that even as far as it went? <laughs> but, you know, dealing with the matters of Brittany Renner, a lot of men were judging her for her past. A lot of men are still judging her for who she is. Whereas with Jesus, she <laughs> he probably would be going out with, with Brittany Renner in terms of like getting, getting something to drink with her and, and having good chats with her. And we look at that and be like, how could somebody who claims to be so righteous, somebody who claims to be of high stature, hang out with somebody like Brittany Renner? You see what I'm saying? I'm not going to compare it to Dr. Umar because Dr. Umar just, I don't know what Dr. Umar be doing. <laughs> but with Brittany Renner, right? If you study in the Bible, Jesus always hung out with the sinners. He always hung out with the Gentiles. He hung out with the people that were considered outcasts to the so-called righteous people of, you know, of their towns and stuff like that. He would eat with them. And the Pharisees would be like, look at this man over here having a good time and laughing and drinking with them. Yes, Jesus Jesus would. He, he liked himself a little bit of wine. <laughs> the man was out here really with the gangsters and, and the tax collectors and the prostitutes. Like this man, this man was out here. He was out here in these streets. And because he had such a great connection with the people who were considered Gentiles or sinful or perverted. It was through his connection with them and his relationship with them. That They were more able and more qualified to enter into the kingdom rather than the people who were self righteous and knew all of the laws and had the crystals and their incense <laughs> and knew how to meditate and and will walk out here, uh, barefooted and and would face the east to pray. Like <laughs> it was the people who were who were for the streets, the people who were the prostitutes, the people who you wouldn't look past to being spiritual, that were more qualified to be spiritual than the people who say that they were spiritual. That's why Jesus told the Pharisees that the prostitutes in the the tax collectors will enter into the kingdom before you. And he uses a parable about two sons, right? About two sons. One is living in error and then recognizes his error and then starts to live in his truth. And one who proclaims the truth, but never applies the truth to his life. And that just goes to show that there are people who might live in their era now. They might live up to what where they are today. But it is better for you to live in your truth. In the way that you are. Rather than to be a hypocrite. You ever be like, I'm going to go and wake up early. I the- know uh, this is not just happening right now. Oh my goodness. Y- y'all see this, right? anything to try and, and, and get me off task <laughs> it's ridiculous so as I was saying it is better for a person to live in their era and to live how they are as a sinner whatever the case is and be more open right even though they are living in a truth they are more open to hear you out They are more open to really align themselves upon truth Rather than for you to be somebody who is high and mighty and proclaim that you're righteous and this, that, and the third, and then always falling at the things that you say. You're not looking the part. You're not acting the part. Whereas if you own up to who you are, you're more open to change rather than being somebody who paints themselves out as being a perfectionist or being perfected and always falling short of the things that you always say. That's why your word has to be bond, right? I had to learn the hard way today, or this year. <laughs> I had to learn the hard way that my word is bond, that I can't say something and not do it. A woman who I really like, really truly value, I messed it up at one point because I didn't hold myself up to what I would say. I would tell her I would do something and wouldn't do it. I would tell her I would act on something and I didn't act on it. And it was because of those, the constant pattern of that, trust was lost at one point and then there were consequences but it was through that consequence it was through me hitting rock bottom that i had to get myself together it's terrible that i had to learn the hard way but some people have to learn the hard way so that they could also in reverse be the best version of themselves sometimes you have to hit rock bottom so that you'll know I can't go back to what I used to be. I can't go back to that feeling. I can't go back to that predicament in order for me to get to where I want to go, right? I can't, I can't reach there. I can't go back to being a, a, a bottom feeder or being low down. I got to get my stuff together. And so that's what it took for me. Unfortunately, I am somebody who has to learn the hard way. <laughs> in some cases, I have to learn. I have to go through a test in order to be a testimonial. I always not all the time but sometimes I I do have to learn the hard way and it's unfortunate <laughs> but I am one of those people that's something that I can I can own up to right but going back to Brittany Renner right and then when we after we get done with Brittany Renner I'm gonna deal with different stories in the Bible and I'm only using the Bible as an outlet for people to understand where I'm coming from right because a lot of people are not really familiar with other texts, what like the Hindu or dealing with comedic mythology or Ifa, whatever the case is, right? Or Norse mythology or dealing with Ishtar, with Sumerian. We're going to deal with the Bible, all right? <laughs> I'm not coming at it from a religious perspective. I'm dealing with it from different layers, all right? Because there are different layers when dealing with the Bible. With Brittany Renner, a lot of men were judging her based off of her past, right? And you will get this ideology from a lot of men that because of a man because of a woman's body count, Or because of a woman's past. That she is either for the streets. Or she is um, somebody that you can build a family with. And that's just flawed logic. Everybody has a past. Everybody used to do something. Used to be a certain type of way. Could you imagine judging Malcolm X. Because he used to be a pimp and a thief. You know what I'm saying? This man who is so articulate. Self-educated. The man is having full-on debates with people who has went to school for decades. And they they could not top his spiritual understanding. They could not top his his intellect. But yet this man used to be a thief and a robber. What happens when a woman who used to be out here in the streets, who used to be a pass around, you know, who used to go to pound town thugging with her rounds, (laughs) who used to be a city girl and a hot girl, what happens when she learns that she's Ishtar? What happens when she learns that she is... Not the whore in terms of what she can do with her her poom poom, what she can do with with her throat, but what she can do with her light. What happens when she goes from being the whore to the sacred whore? What happens when she goes from being the divine, uh, from being a harlot to being the divine harlot? And see, that's something that a lot of men do not want to get into because as soon as they hear the word whore or harlot or prostitute, they immediately go down to the negative. So anytime that I have this conversation with niggas, they always want to be like, Oh, but that's what you support, though. You can't just tell women to just do whatever. I'm not telling you to do whatever. That's not the purpose of this conversation. I'm not telling you to just go out and do whatever with, with what's in between your legs and hop on any dingeling that you see. Go out here and, and manipulating men and, and finessing. I'm not telling you to do that. Because at the end of the day, we all, we all know that there are consequences to that. But what I'm telling women to do, and what I'm telling you as men to do, is to develop a, a concept or develop an ideology or develop a pattern of acknowledging different aspects of spirituality. Understanding that there are a lot of women out here who are more sexual and more in tune with their sexuality than other people. People who can utilize their sexual energy to be confident. They can utilize their light to be the best versions of themselves, to be, you know, the talk of the room. Whereas a woman who might be out in the streets and don't know herself, she's going to end up messing herself over. She's going to end up having four to five babies with two to three different, with multiple different men. Whereas if a woman, even if she's had that past before, if she understood where she came from, if she understood her faults and began to utilize or recycle or transmute that energy into being the best version of herself from being the harlot to being the sacred harlot, there's a different level of understanding there. There's a different level of energy there because she's not just out here finding any man to do something with. She's going to have a roster of men who value her. She's going to have a set of men there for her who actually respond to her needs? That's the sacred harlot, and we're not just talking about sex. We're not just talking about sex. You can. You, there are so many women out here who can really be their authentic, divine, feminine self, and every every man is at their feet. Every man just, can I get that for you? Or oh, you need help? Or oh, you? I mean, there are there are men who will just willingly give women money because of their beauty, because of their Uh, their seduction. And we think because, you know, sex sales and things like that, like, okay, any woman can do. No, there are some women out here who just have no sex appeal. (laughs) They have no form of sex appeal. No form of sex appeal. None whatsoever. You can't even find it. They just don't have it. They just ain't got it. But there are some women out there who are just naturally come off very, very sensual. Very, you know, very lustful. The eyes. (laughs) Negro. The eyes and everything. Just the way that they dress. Just certain things about them. The way that they talk. The tone of their voice. Very powerful. But because we see it so much and some of us are very desensitized to that power because we'll, you know, we'll degrade ourselves to just consistently watching... You know the pee. Not to say that you, you can't watch it and not to say that you shouldn't watch it. You know if that's something that you just particularly like then that's you. But there are some people who are so desensitized to the power of feminine energy from a sexual aspect that they don't even acknowledge it in a woman because of how many times they've been desensitized to it because of how many times they've been watching the pee. It happens. But there is a powerful aspect to the sensual and sexual nature of women there is a divine aspect to when a woman can utilize the things that she have learned in the past from being a pass around to being somebody who can guide men to the light to being subservient to having men bow at her feet y'all ain't ready for that though y'all ain't ready for that let me let me get back on topic <laughs> but I'll leave I'll leave this with you though in ancient times the word whore derives from ancient terminologies and ancient languages Um, Ancient terms within ancient languages that represent somebody who um, basically has the light. Whore would represent like a cave that contained fire or contained light. So when a woman was called a whore back in ancient times or a harlot, it didn't represent somebody who was a, a pass around, somebody who was promiscuous, right? It was somebody who, you know, represented themselves well in terms of who they were individually as a priestess. As somebody who contained a lot of power, there was actually a respectful connotation to being a whore at at certain times, right? Where a woman, uh, if they were considered a harlot or a whore, they were somebody who contained the light. They were they were the ones to show men the way. You know, these priestesses would anoint men to become kings, to become teachers, to become priests themselves, to become the Messiah. Or masonic figure in society. They would sanction certain rituals and certain ceremonies, you things of that matter. A man could not know God unless he had known the divine feminine first. If he had no good relationship with women, much less his own mother, he was not qualified to become king. He was not qualified to become a god. You know. So with with Horus or with Haru, he was sanctified by his mother. All set, Or in another version, he was sanctified by Het Haru. Haru was sanctified by Het Haru. <laughs> you know? So, it's not emphasized on sex. So when you hear horror from a social aspect, when you hear the red pill manuscript concept and stuff like that, they might be talking about the woman in the streets, right? But you might find God in the streets. You might just find God in the streets. If you watch the movie Bruce Almighty, you know, Jim Carrey's character came across God as a janitor. You wouldn't expect God to be a janitor, but that's how mythology works. You could find God in the streets. Same thing in the movie I told you from before um, with Pretty Woman. So, I want to use an example, right? Because I don't want to take too much of your time and I don't want to make this a very long video. Um, but dealing with the harlot energy, right? And putting this all with Britney Ren and things like that, right? Basically, there's a story in the book of Hosea, right? Hosea, the prophet, God tells Hosea to marry a prostitute. This was to symbolize the relationship God has with Israel because they were ones to always fall away from God and worship other idols. And so in an aspect, in the context of Hebrew context or or in the Hebrew language, um, an adulterer or uh, someone who was to be practicing idolatry, will also be considered a prostitute, or will also be considered somebody who is promiscuous because they were running away from God. They were running away from being just mainly committed to God and basically going off and serving other gods, right? You know, you always see like a husband and wife relationship in some aspects in the Bible when it comes to God in Israel. Now, to take this in a literal sense would be a little weird, <laughs> in my opinion. When you study the Bible, you're not supposed to take the Bible from a literal aspect. It is a metaphysical book. It is a metaphorical book. It is an allegorical book. So when you study the certain relationships and things going on in the Bible, if you take it from a literal sense, you would have to be kind of insane to really acknowledge this God as being the head of your life. Okay, there's a lot of things. If you take it literal, where God is wiping clean of the whole earth because he regret that he made them because they were participating in sin there was in the in the Garden of Eden where God deceived Adam and Eve into making them believe that if they were to eat from the tree that they would surely die when really it was to open their eyes it was to open their eyes to them being the God being the their, you know who they were knowing good and evil and you know when their eyes were open they realized that they were naked now in a literal sense it's not to say that they didn't know that they were naked they were ashamed of their nakedness in terms of their ignorance they were ignorant of the knowledge of good and evil they were ignorant of the knowledge of you know what they didn't know from before you know so in that aspect but dealing with Hosea If you study it very clearly with Gomer, um, the prostitute... If we look at this from a metaphysical aspect, right? Hosea represents the I Am. Okay? That is God. That is the God energy. Gomer represents perfection or completion. Okay? So even with this woman being a prostitute... Even with this woman going off and... You know... Fulfilling her carnal desires... At the end of it, because of the love of the I am, because of the love of God, she becomes complete. She becomes perfect. Israel represents mind, body, and soul. Okay, Israel also represents the holy nation. And if you know anything about nation, it represents thoughts. Okay, I made a, a lecture back in 2020 when I had a revelation about Abraham, because Abraham is Brahma. In the hindu context but we could deal with that for another time for another day um but abraham is considered the father of many nations abraham is also considered the father of faith faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen what is faith faith is when you utilize your imagination imagine the maggie the magic okay imagination so if Abraham is the father of many nations. He is the father of thoughts. He is the father of the imagination. He is the father of faith. He is the father of imagination. Um, abracadabra is a ancient. Uh, it's an ancient, like enchantment. Abracadabra, some magical enchantment. It has Abraham in the literal enchantment. Abracadabra, which means I will create as I speak and how do you create as you speak by manifesting your imagination, your thoughts, your visions and bringing them out into existence, right? That is faith. The evidence of things hoped for or or faith is the is the the hope for things or Lord have mercy. I just said it. <laughs> the sub the, there we go, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay? As just talking about things bringing things from the mind into existence everything that you see in this world 95% of what you see in this world come came from the mind of man you see what I'm saying so that's that's Israel Israel represents mind body and soul also representing in another aspect the holy nation having the mind of Christ Um, whenever you see in the Bible thus saith the Lord or be still and know that I am the Lord your God Lord represents um, the ruler it represents the Lord of Earth, the ruler, the head, the Lord representing your soul. All right. Representing the the God energy within yourself. So when you are in when you are one in one with the God within yourself, you become Lord over the earth. Not talking about the physical earth, even though it can represent the physical earth, because as above, so below, as within, so without. Right. So once you first master yourself, then you can master your own reality. Now you can manifest and, and you can start having domain and authority over your own life. So the Lord becoming the Lord of hosts or the Lord of, of, over the earth, you know, every every aspect of your body represents a element to what we know as like earth, air, water, you know, fire. And so earth, when... That's what is represented, right? When you become Lord over the earth and it, you know, in order for you to be perfect, you have to apply yourself to the fear of the Lord, right? Something I got from C. Freeman L., the fear of the Lord, if you break down fear in an acronym, fire, earth, air, water, or rivers. And so in the, in the Bible, you know, Jesus talks about like when the spirit of the Lord dwells within you, it's like living waters, So, (laughs) but if you play with the words of earth you get heart so you're not just the lord over the earth in terms of your physical body but you're the lord over your heart and the heart is where Christ is born the heart is where Christ manifests itself within you and this this isn't too far fetched from you know in one aspect, David being a man after God's own heart, right? In another aspect, Jerusalem being like the capital, if I'm not mistaken, of Israel. You know, Jerusalem is signified metaphysically as the heart. When we're dealing with the anatomy of the body. God representing the I am. Okay, so anytime that you use God's name in vain, whenever you tell yourself, I am sick. Or I can't do this. Or I will never do that. Or I fail at doing this. Or I am sad. I am depressed. I am victimized. I am oppressed. I can't do this. I will never do this. I can't find a man. I can't find a woman. I will never find love. I will never get the money that I desire. You are are literally using God's name in vain. Why? Because I am. You have identified yourself with everything that the creator or the universe or infinite reality does not want you to do and never intended for you to do but at the same time you are manifesting your own reality by always associating yourself with the negative you're thinking that if you associate yourself with the positive you can't manifest your own reality but you always associate you always associating yourself with the negative and manifesting the negative so what you got to, what do you have to to lose to associate yourself with the positive it takes 7 to 14 days and I think maybe even up to 21 days for you to break a habit now that's different from this is years in the making years of, of trauma years of always telling yourself so I'm not saying but on average right it takes at least 21 days for you to break a habit every day just tell yourself look in the mirror the best thing you could do is And I always talk about this doing your shadow work. Look in the mirror and tell yourself what you need to hear about how you are good enough and how you can accomplish this and you can accomplish that. And just look at yourself in the mirror and and just tell yourself, I am great. I am beautiful. I can accomplish anything I put my mind to. I can do all things through Christ. Every day. Write out your own enchantments. Write out your own rituals to tell yourself every day until it, it gets to a point to where... You don't even have to say it <laughs> you already just know it right you ever catch yourself sometimes and just like you catch your thoughts you're you, you tell yourself like oh i ain't gonna be able to do that or i can never do that or that ain't never gonna happen your inner thoughts this is how you can reprogram your inner thoughts your subconscious mind i'm just saying christ represents divine consciousness okay so when paul says that we die with christ we should also live with christ Um, This should let you know that Christ is not a real person. I hate to break it to you. Jesus is not coming back for your black ass. Okay. Jesus was never intended to be a physical being for you to acknowledge and give your life to. Jesus, even in, if you even study the story of Jesus, Jesus was never telling his disciples to spread his name. He said, go ye and make disciples and tell them of the kingdom. Tell them that the kingdom of God is at hand. They did the opposite. They told people of giving their life to Christ and and giving and, and making Jesus the Lord and Savior over their life. He never told them, never told them to do that. They did the opposite. Instead of telling them that the kingdom of God was at hand, instead of them telling them that they are the light of the world, they did the opposite. And it's because that they did the opposite that you you had all this confliction going on. And there's many different churches and many different denominations and things. And that was going to happen by default. But still, they were telling people to tell people, they were telling people to submit their life to Christ, to make Jesus the Lord and Savior. Jesus never, not once, in the Bible, told people to make him the Lord and Savior over their life. At once. Jesus told them that the works I do, you do also in greater. I am the light of the world. You are the light of the world. I have a father, you have a father, we have the father. When he taught the people how to pray, he said, our father who art in heaven. He didn't say my father who are in heaven. He didn't tell you to pray in his name. He did tell you that in his name that you can do this and you can do that. But he wasn't talking about saying his name or using his name. He was talking about in, in his authority, the authority that he gave them. Not using his name, in my name, you can cast out demons in my name, you can heal the sick. When you are in the name, or when you become a representative of somebody, you are in the name of that person. So when you become a representative of Christ, thank you train. <laughs> That's confirmation. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. So, when you are walking in the representation of something, you are walking in the name of that substance you are walking in the name of that behavior so you become a representative of Christ you are walking in the name of Christ it's not telling you to use the name of Christ to cast out demons to use the name of Christ to heal the sick and raise the dead he said you have the power you have the authority that's what he was talking about and we just broke down each word in terms of what is Christ what is Jesus what is Israel what is Jerusalem these stories just you know identifying your divinity but religion in the church has taught you that you are a low down sinner religion in the church has taught you that you are in need of a savior whereas Jesus told you that the kingdom of God is not coming with with observation the son of man is not coming back the son of man is already here Jesus told Mary that the son of man is within you the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of God is within you so when people are talking about entering into the kingdom he's not talking about a kingdom in the afterlife he's not talking about a kingdom for the second coming the so-called second coming he's talking about a kingdom that is already here Malkuth. when he told his disciples that I will make you fishers of men it was a it was a feminine aspect because the fish if you look at the the symbol of the fish right which is one of the original symbols of Christianity the fish is, is representing the mother goddess, right? When Jesus, when, when uh, John the Baptist said that I baptize you with water, but the one who comes after me will baptize you with fire and the Holy Spirit, that is a feminine aspect because the fire, the shakti, the kundalini energy, that fire is what rebirths, is, is what renews. That fire is not to consume you and torture you. It's to consume your your. Uh, your your negative parts is to consume your burdens is to consume your you know your trauma and the things that have been putting you down and the things that you have been ashamed of is to consume everything that's been holding you back and to renew you for you to come out white as snow right that's what it means that fire and that Holy Spirit is a feminine aspect and so Jesus was very intact with the divine feminine energy with the Divine Feminine with the Mother Goddess and that's in another aspect that's why he always was posed as a threat to the Pharisees because they were holding up something for lack of better terms patriarchal so what does this have to do with Brittany Renner Tyrone what does this have to do with Brittany Renner (laughs) this has everything to do with Brittany Renner because Brittany Renner can be symbolized as a woman who just doesn't know herself yet even at 31 this woman can can really symbolize something as as being a woman who just really don't know herself yet and maybe it just has to take the right man for her to come across in order for her to become the best version of herself a man ain't really ever concerned about the past of a woman if he knows her value lord a man who knows himself is not really concerned about your past why not to say that what you have done in the past doesn't matter and not to say that You know, if there are some things (laughs) that are, are close to detrimental to his reputation, that he shouldn't take that into consideration. But if you are doing very good for yourself now, and you had a very bad and a dark past, because you are secure within yourself, because you are in alignment with the I Am, because you know who you are, you should look past that. That should have no effect on how you should see her as an individual. But because when you deal with manosphere men and red pill men, because they are so much into the red chakra or their root chakra or because they are so deep into the materialistic world, that's why they always call themselves high value men. To, To even call yourself a high value man dramatically associates yourself with the material world because your value should be priceless. There should be no high or low value, whatever the case is, because once you align yourself on a spiritual aspect, your value can't be measured. Your value cannot be measured the same thing for a woman a woman's value cannot be measured on a, on a physical plane if she knows herself or if she aligns herself with the spiritual aspects of of what it means to be God in the flesh so when you're dealing with a woman who who have had a three or four past may have had dozens of men have had her time have lived her best life she used to live according to YOLO if you are willing to to bypass a really good woman because of her past that says more about you than her because the reason why the the prostitute and and the tax collector were or are able to enter into the kingdom before the righteous before the Pharisees is because that they are more willing to change but also they are also they have a better relationship with freedom they have a better relationship with liberation they have a better relationship with loyalty because when you're snobbing, when you're self-righteous, you want everybody to please you. You want everybody to really adhere to what you have to say and how you do things and, and how it has to be for you. So with the, the Pharisees, it's, it's either my way or the highway type of thing. When you hear these high-value men, it's, you got to get with my program. It's never, what she what can she apply to my program? It's not, what can, what can she add to my program? It's, she has to get with my program or she ain't going to be on my program. It's either she can get on with what I do in life or it ain't nothing that she can add to my life. It's never what can she add on to my life and what can I do to make hers better as well. It's two and two. It takes two to tango. And so it shouldn't be half and half or or rather it shouldn't be one-sided. Yes a man is to lead to provide and different things like that but a woman provides as well. In terms of leadership A woman doesn't have that role in terms of leading a relationship, in terms of leading a foundation such as of a family. But she leads in other aspects of that relationship as well. And because they have two different roles, does not make her role inferior to yours. Does not make hers less valuable or less important than yours. So when you're dealing with the 304, when you're dealing with a Brittany Renner, right? Brittany Renner is not a bad person. Brittany Renner is not somebody who... That I can't have a good conversation with. I've seen many different interviews of her being very articulate, very smart, very intellectual. But you also have to understand that men set the foundation or the energy for who you are, right? If you own a fresh and fit podcast, women are not in the in the environment to be the best version of themselves because of the men in the environment. So when she's on a podcast with men who are making slick comments and, and they're acting a certain type of way out of their you know, masculinity or whatever the case is, and I'm not excusing her behavior on no level. But you have to understand that men make the foundation. Men make the space. So when she was on Shannon Sharp, she wasn't going to act out on Shannon Sharp because Shannon Sharp has laid out a foundation. He laid out a a certain vibe or energy for her to act in her femininity I watched a little bit of the interview I haven't watched it all the way full but she wasn't acting out like how she was you know a, a, la- a couple of months ago why because it was the environment that the men set in place if a man is the grand architect if a man is the one who is the enforcer then regardless of how a woman acts a man should already off rip have something in place to where he establishes how a woman is supposed to act in front of him right there should already be a certain energy that you carry to where a woman knows he ain't gonna go for that as soon as he walks in in the building as soon as he walks into seeing the establishment and the people that you have there she already knows like okay i know how i have to be right because when you go and talk to the president you go and talk to people of of high high positions and things of that nature. You're going to act your best because of what the environment, because of what has been already established. A man is supposed to do the same thing. He's supposed to have the same level of energy to establish something to where A woman can act in her f- divine feminine, even if it's sensual. It's respectful. It's attractive you ain't out here, just, just going crazy, throwing water on people and, and cussing people out because that's not the environment. That's not what you allow. That's not what you set in place. But with men who look for those things, for men who, you know, attract those things, who basically get their views and their money and their value from those things, yeah, you're going to attract women like that. Yeah, that's what the energy is going to be like. But a man who is secure within himself, who aligns himself with the I am within himself, is able to align himself with a woman, even if she's had a dark past, even if she's more sensual than the next girl, through her energy is through who she was or who she is that she can become better and that a man should not be worried about how many men and I'm not I'm not telling you to not be concerned if <laughs> she really out here out here right but to conclude this a man should never be concerned with how many men you've been with it's just not necessary despite how many men you've been with you could lie to him for all we for all we know right women lie about their body count all the time at the end of the day it don't matter i always say it don't matter because at the end of the day it's about what type of substance can she bring what type of energy can she bring what type of energy does she possess i i've made this um this point many different times that a woman can be with 10 different guys 10 different kings and 10 different princes i'm trying to be the 11th now meanwhile a woman can have 10 bodies a man could be out here on a conquest for pussy have up to 50 bodies, and a woman's supposed to look past that and see him as a high-value man who can lead the family. That don't make sense. They have to go both ways. <laughs> like, oh, but men and women are different. It, it, it just sounds like that you want to have a certain form of possession or a certain form of, you know, superiority in that aspect when it comes to your woman. You don't want your woman to learn different things from other men. You want her to strictly learn from you that you learn from other women that learn from other men, that learn from other women. That don't even make sense, (laughs) you see what I'm saying? It's a certain authority that you want to have over your woman where she's like, you see how she is right, that was me, that was me. I would know because I've been through that range with many different women as well. I know that ego trip. So when it comes to a Brittany Renner, when it comes to a lady for the streets, come to these women with compassion. I guarantee you, if you come to these women with compassion and love, like how Jesus came to the Samaritan woman, at the well or that or to the woman uh, the adulterer woman that they laid at his feet if you come to them with compassion and with love they will get right aren't you going out here talking about they for the streets and they 304s and they ain't no good that's not going to bring any change to them oh yeah that's just how but when you come to them with compassion when you see them for who they are when you see the light in them they ain't got no they they have no reason but to shed that light and see when you really walk on your spiritual journey like I first had a disdain for Christianity, right? I had a disdain for the Bible. But when I became really into being spiritual, when I really became myself and love and truly value in myself, I'm like, you know what? There's not, there's not really many bad things you can really... There's a lot of things you can learn from the Bible, you know? There's a lot of things that are very, very wise things that you can learn from these stories. It's just how you apply them and it's just how you perceive them. Right, but well, a lot of us we were introduced to these stories in a very traumatic way, and because of that, you know, especially because of the relationship of of Christianity and slavery and stuff like that, we often tell the people to get rid of the Bible. It's no good for you. It was given to us during slavery. Blah 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 blah. But that's not what you should be telling people. You should tell people to learn from the Bible, study the Bible, utilize it yes I say utilize it because there are things in the Bible that you can learn from and utilize certain you know principles that you can learn from and apply them to your own life and getting to Jesus have love and compassion it's because he had love and compassion for himself and you can only treat people as good as you treat yourself so when you slip up when you miss the mark You have no choice but to really put yourself in grief and shame and depression because you so you so hard on yourself so how you know how much more are you going to be towards somebody that you don't even know when a woman has been out here doing what she does and you just look at her with disgust and disgrace and you don't want nothing to do with her and you don't want to talk to her meanwhile jesus right there at the well talking to the samaritan woman who people have deemed her to be an outcast and jesus having a full-on conversation with this woman and it's because of the conversation. It's because of the love and the compassion that he had for this woman. Where she went off telling everybody about this man. A woman that they laid at Jesus' feet. The Pharisees like, this, this woman right here was caught in adultery. This woman is for the streets. You see this woman, this woman have 20, 30, 40, 50, but I'm talking about this girl have been around. Okay, Jesus. This woman needs to be casted out. This woman needs to be put to death. And Jesus said, those who are without sin cast the first goddamn stone. And Jesus asked the woman, whom are your accusers? He said, "They ain't nowhere to be found. He was like, well, then I don't accuse you of anything. Go and live your best life. And that woman went out and lived her best life. It's because of that compassion. Like I said before, I'm not telling you not to judge. But that criticism and that judgment should come for your family, your (laughs) close ones, with love right even if it's tough love but you're not going to come across the same way for people who don't know who you are don't know what you are about and much more they don't even know the flaws in how they live their life that's why jesus told tells you to let your light so shine that men may see your good works and glorify the father that is in heaven father is divine consciousness enlightenment if you let your light shine If you act out more than you talk, if you walk it like you talk it, walk it like I talk it. If you walk it like you talk it, (laughs) people are going to notice you. They're going to see what you do. They're going to really study you and, and then they're going to get in alignment because they see your light. Not because you're telling them what to do. It's because of how you live. Jesus was more than just a talker. Jesus would talk and and tell stories and things of that nature. But he was a practical idealist. Which means that he did more than just talk the talk. He performed miracles. He gave people power and authority. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He gave sight to the blind. He gave love. He gave compassion. You see what I'm saying? Now, you might sit here and be like, I can't heal the sick and raise the dead and give sight to the... Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And how you act out and how you live accordingly every day, you can heal the sick. You can raise the dead. You can give sight to the blind. How? By what you have in your hand. Your phone. <laughs> right here and now. You can utilize your phone to give compassion and love and to heal the sick. with dress your words. with drist what you can add in terms of value to another person's life. But instead, you want to use your phone to talk about people. You want to use your phone to go in comment sections and go for two to three hours and talk mess and talk down on other people. You want to use your phone and bring down somebody and tell them how they ain't shit. How oh that's all you do and that's why you don't get no pussy and that's why you ain't never going to amount to nothing. and that. You use your phone for this. That's not love. You utilize your phone to do the exact opposite of the God that you proclaim to worship. And that's why Jesus has such uh, 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 this beef <laughs> with the Pharisees. Because the Pharisees would accuse him of blasphemy and this. And they were always coming him sideways. And Jesus would call them out on their BS. And if you study the conversations that, that Jesus had with the Pharisees. It's the same thing I'd be having with people in my comment sections. They come to me talking about I'm possessed by the devil and I worship the devil. They literally accuse Jesus of having the spirit of Bezabov. They're like nah this man has a demon in him. This man has to worship the devil. Because it's the same thing. It's the same thing. When you really are about it when you really act accordingly a- according to a certain lifestyle they- that's the first thing they're going to accuse you of. They're going to they're gonna talk about you. They're going to accuse you of, of A, B, and C. They're going to test you. They're going to ask questions to try and discredit you that's why jesus told the disciples if they persecute you it's because they persecuted me it has nothing to do with you being a christian it has to literally be for you to align yourself with the i am and be content in who you are and when you are content in being who you are not saying you're a christian or you a hindu or you a hebrew or whatever the case is when you can just sit here and be like i'm tyrone and that's what i'm going to be when you can align yourself with who you are rather than aligning yourself with labels and, and religions and spiritual systems It's a threat because now you think for yourself You think for yourself and you live in your own life and being successful in it too And if you know if you're not seeing the success that you want to see yet you're working at it So it's a progress and people are going to hate people are going to talk everything all type of mess how you can't do this and you can't do that and you're never going to mount up to this and distractions. That's all it is. People are just trying to get you off task from who you are supposed to be. Don't let people take you off task from your mission. So really think twice about how you come up at people. Think twice about like, what is a person going through for you to come at them sideways? Because you never know what you say can make or break somebody. When you go out of your way to cut people and hurt people with your words, it's only because you, you are hurt first. And because you haven't dealt with your hurt, you want to go out to hurt people but when you love yourself you want to spread that love to other people you don't want to see somebody broken and beat down i remember i was doing a video and it was more so for myself than anybody else but really telling myself in the camera like get your stuff together don't have what a b and c and what somebody else is saying in order for you to to not get your stuff together don't don't let you know a b and c get you down and and look with my predicament and it was because of that video that was just for myself that somebody commented and told me, I've really been thinking about ending my life and this video changed it. This video really got me back on my feet and I don't take pride in that. But I understand, I understand the effect of that. I understand that if I help myself, I'm going to help somebody else. So when I make content and I bring value to my audience and the people who appreciate my content. And I could just be posting something simply for myself or for my own entertainment. It's helping somebody else. I don't know who I'm reaching out to. I don't know who I'm touching. I don't know who's listening to me. Because, you know, the people who you see in an everyday basis who support you, it don't even add on to the effect of the people who you don't know who support you and put out your content and let other people know about you. So, I know I said I wanted to leave this down to like 30, 40 minutes, but you know how the spirit goes. <laughs> you know you know how it go. You know how it be. But hopefully you learned something from this video. I don't know who listening or who's watching. But if you're somebody who leaned towards red pill, manosphere content. If you're a man who, you know, when it comes to a 304, she has to be for the streets. And a woman has to be A, B, and C. Lay back a little bit and reflect. You know, the things that I'm talking about, these are things you can research and you can also study for yourself. Um, a couple of books that you can learn concerning the divine feminine energy that I talked about in this video. Um, get the book, Madeline Mysteries. I actually have it with me right now because I had to do a little bit of, I did 30 minutes of my own <laughs> research myself just so I can get back on track. Madeline Mysteries um, The Left Hand Path of the Feminine Christ by uh, Serene and Azra Bertrand okay beautiful book this is literally a textbook it has like over 400 over 500 pages this is a literal textbook of what to apply to your own personal life concerning the Divine Feminine learning about all different aspects of the Divine Feminine and in dealing with the Divine Harlot okay make sure you like the video of you watching me on YouTube make sure that you are subscribe to me if you're also on youtube turn on your notifications so you can get all my content all right if you like this content share this with a friend or two if this was something that was very educational motivational inspirational informational everything all right (laughs) if you got me on spotify or podcast you know like i said turn on your turn on your bell so you can get the next podcast and things of that nature till next time we out